Hi, thanks for joining me again today. Listen, today I want to talk about one of the parables of Jesus, the parable of the sower. Now, what is a parable? A parable is a very simple story meant to illustrate something that a person wants to communicate. When you look at the word um, parable in the dictionary, it says a simple story used to illustrate or give a picture to a moral or spiritual lesson. Jesus taught many parables, didn't he? When you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, often you'll see Jesus speaking to crowds of people or smaller groups of people. And he would bring a story, maybe a story of a pearl being found or the story of a father having two children, one going astray and returning. Maybe a story that involved a vine or an analogy that involved a farmer. But every time that Jesus taught a parable, or one of these um, illustrated messages, he was trying to communicate a truth within the story. Yet the Bible also says that some people couldn't understand the point that he was making. So he would say something like this, well, let those who have ears, let them hear. What did he mean by that? He meant that some people, even with loads of intellect, can sometimes hear a simple story and not see the truth that God has placed in it. Meanwhile, other people who are desperate to know the ways of God, the kingdom ways of God, can hear a simple story, the same simple story, and be able to draw from it powerful life-shaping truth. So we want to look today at the parable of the sower. And in this parable, there's three main things that we need to consider. There's a farmer, there's seed, and there's soil. Now, the farmer represents God. The seed represents the word. Whenever we read about the word, the word of God, we always read that it's incorruptible and perfect. So when we see God using seed as an example of his word, we can have a confidence that the reason he's not talking about the quality of the seed, he's talking about the quality of the soil, is there's never a problem with the seed. The seed represents his word, and every word that comes from God is perfect, incorruptible, and able to achieve what it was sent to achieve. No, the issue is never with the seed. It's always with the condition of the soil. And in this parable, that's exactly what Jesus was speaking about. I'm going to read to you from verse 13. Now, prior to this, you see Jesus giving this parable about a sower, a farmer that sows seed into different types of soil. But a little bit later on, even his disciples said to him, we didn't get the story. We didn't understand the point. We heard you teach about the seed and the soil, but we're not sure, Jesus, what you were actually saying. So Jesus pulls these men aside and he says, OK, let me explain it to you. Let's pick up the storyline in verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable, this story I've given to illustrate um, a, a godly truth, a life shaping truth? How then will you understand any parable? Now, I believe the ease to understanding a parable is to do what Jesus said in another place in the Gospels that said we had to have a childlike faith, not childish, childlike. But when we approach the things of God, we can't approach the things of God with 
intellectually busy minds that can't see simple things for what they are. Rather, we need to approach the truth of God's word like children that are hungry to learn, ready to see what he's doing in even the simplest of stories. So Jesus begins to unpack this. The farmer sows the word. And then he says, some people, they're like the seed that hit the path. So he's comparing some people to the path where the word is sown. And as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Verse 16, others like seeds sown on rocky places. These are like people that hear the word and at once they receive it with joy. But since they don't have root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others are like seed that comes and lands among the thorns. They hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things comes in and chokes the word, making it unfruitful. But then he says in verse 20, others like seed sown on good ground. That's who we want to be. We want to be people that represent good ground. These are people that hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what's been sown. Okay, let's take a moment to look at these four soil types. Number one, he speaks about the seed of God, the word of God, landing in the life of someone that's like a path. Imagine if you took seed and you threw it in your garden and it landed on a path. It wouldn't be long, would it, before the birds of the air came along and took the seed that couldn't germinate because it was on the path and not in the soil. So even though the word or the seed had gone forth, it wasn't able to germinate, be activated or grow. But the birds come and they eat the seed. Jesus was saying that's what some people are like when it comes to God's truth. The word of God comes into their life, but instantly they allow the enemy or distraction or other things like even their own selfishness and rebellion to take this seed that could change their lives and let it be stolen. And so nothing happens. But then secondly, he speaks of another type of soil, which he calls rocky ground. Again, imagine this. This isn't a pathway. It's soil, but it's soil that's filled with rocks and boulders so that when the seed comes in, it finds soil, but it has a root issue because it's surrounded by rocks. The ground isn't prepared. The little seed can't grow its roots deep so that the birds can pull these young seedlings out or even the wind can come and damage these seeds in their growth cycle and they can't become what they were meant to be because there's a root issue. Jesus is talking about the type of person that won't allow roots to grow in their life. 
They read the word, they forget the word. They read the word, little bit of persecution comes because of the word. They suddenly begin to take a stand because the word of God told them to take a stand. Little bit of persecution comes and all of a sudden they forget and let go of everything that they'd learned in the word that God had sown into their life. But then he speaks about a third type of ground, a third type of soil. This time he talks about uh, thorny soil or soil with thorns in it. And he says this is a little bit different. There's no boulders. There's no rocks. There's the ability to develop roots so that you can become fully formed in what God sent the seed to do. But this time the ground has other things in it as well weeds, thorns and thistles, that the ground isn't prepared, it's removed its rocks, but it's not removed other things or the farmer doesn't watch over the field to make sure that other things don't come and choke the life out of the seed that's been sown. Now, it actually gives us some examples of what these things can be. Number one, it says these things can be the worries of life. So the word of God comes into a person's life. They're not like path. They're not rocky, but they've got thorns. So that when the word of God comes in and starts to grow, suddenly the worries of life aren't monitored or managed in the garden of the person's life. And they begin to choke the word. They begin to challenge the word. I know God said this, but what about this? Look around you. Live by your senses. Does it look like what God said is true? Does it look like it's happening? And what this person does is allows the worries of life to come and choke the life out of what God has sent to grow in their hearts. Another example that they use that represents thorns is the deceitfulness of wealth or stuff. And then finally, other desires. What's Jesus teaching? That a person that's thorny ground is someone where the word of God comes in, incorruptible, perfect, because it's coming from God. But it comes in, and if it avoids the worries of life, it doesn't avoid the deceitfulness of wealth and stuff. Because the word of the kingdom is always um, selfless, isn't it? Sometimes when the word of God comes into our life, it makes us live beyond the boundaries or the borders of our own existence. It calls us to love our neighbor, to live for others. It calls us to be a giver, not a taker. It calls us to be a blesser, not just a receiver. But sometimes when God puts a word in our heart, there's a corresponding action of generosity or living differently. And that's where for some people, the deceitfulness of wealth, the fear of lack, the fear of not not having enough, the desire to have wealth more than walk in obedience with Jesus comes in and again, just like the world, the worries of life chokes out of what God had planted, the things that God wanted to grow in that person's life and also other desires. But then number four, we're given some good news that as well as people being uh, able to be like a path, as well as people being able to be like rocky ground, as well as people being able to be thorny ground, a person can also be good soil. What's good soil? Good soil is fertile soil. 
soil that hasn't got rocks in it, soil that's managed so that there's not things like worries and the deceitfulness of wealth that can choke what God wants to do in your life. Fertile, rich, the kind of soil that when a seed hits it, instantly that seed begins to open, give itself to the, jo- to the soil, begins to grow. That's the soil that Jesus wants us to be. That's the soil that Jesus is challenging us to be. Good soil, fertile soil, soil that hears the truth, soil that accepts the truth that's contained in the seed into the life of who it is, soil that allows it to grow and protects it when it's growing and soil that celebrates when the seed begins to produce the fruit that the father said was in the seed that would be produced if the seed was allowed to grow. We want to be good soil people. We don't want to be rocky soil. We don't want to be thorny soil. I want to encourage you. There's no good in being a pathway Christian. Be somebody that says, I'm going to manage the soil of my life to make sure that it's rich, that it's able to grow the things that the Lord sends to grow. Now, this is about our relationship with the word and our relationship with the kingdom. You see, what's Jesus teaching here? God's releasing his word daily. He's releasing his seeds. As you're reading his word, the father's releasing seeds into your life. As you hear the preacher preach, the father's releasing seeds into your life. Remember what I said at the beginning? There's never an issue with the seed. The issue is always with the condition of the soil. But when that word comes forth, we're to be the people that say, listen, this ground is managed. This isn't wasteland. It was once wasteland, but Jesus redeemed it. And I'm taking responsibility for the soil of my life. I'm going to be a person who welcomes the seed of God, the truth of God's word into the soil of my life. I'm going to be that person that's looking for rocks, things that could stop roots growing, always removing them from the soil of my life. I'm going to be that person that walks the field of my life, looking for weeds, distractions, and things that can choke the life out of God. what God's doing. And when I find those things, I'm not going to be gentle. I'm going to rip them up at the roots and throw them on the compost heap because I want my life to be well plowed um, fertile soil so that every word that God gives me grows into its fullness I love it when you read about the harvest that can come from a seed it says that when we're maintaining our life to be good soil suddenly our lives can produce a hundred percent or hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. That's the sort of Christian that I want to be. But I want to encourage you, you've got to be deliberate. Don't be casual with your life. Don't be casual with the word of God. Don't just treat it like another word or another book that's in your library filled with words. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. Listen, this book, your Bible, is filled with the words of a king. Every single one of those words contain the power to transform, to recreate, to produce in your life 
life, in your family, in your household, in that experience that you're going through. But let me say again, it's not about does the seed work? It's always about the condition of the soil. Jesus said, come on, guys, listen to me. You've got to make sure that you're living with plowed hearts that are fertilized, that are alive, that are fertile. Because every word I speak is truth and life. Every word that I speak, every promise that I give has the ability in itself to grow and produce. Do you know an interesting thing about seeds is you can have a seed sitting on a windowsill, some would say for years, and they remain able to grow, but they just sit there and wait on the windowsill until the moment somebody takes that seed and then places it in good or fertile soil. Suddenly, that seed that looked dormant on the windowsill suddenly begins to crack its shell and the life that's within the seed begins to uh, dance with the soil that it's been placed in. Suddenly, roots begin to develop. Sometimes I'm reminded, but it's not just about the new seeds that I'm hearing God give me today. But sometimes it's about taking a moment to remember some of the things, some of the words, some of the promises that God gave me years ago. Because if I never took the promise of God, the seed of God, the word of God and implanted it in my life, it doesn't mean that the seed is inactive or can't grow. It means it's not yet been positioned to grow. Think for a moment about some of the words and the promises that the Lord has given you regarding your life, your family, that situation you may be going through. Maybe you're asking God for a word for the situation where in fact he gave you a word years ago, but you took the word or the promise and instead of placing it in the soil of your life, you placed it on a windowsill. It's time to take that seed It's time to say, Father, what was that promise you gave me? What was that word that you gave me? Because your seeds never die. They're incorruptible. They always contain the potential of what you're releasing within what they are. We need to treat the word of God, the promises of God, like a bag of seeds. When we read and we hear these promises, let's purpose in our hearts to be a people who are proactive over the soil of our life. So, Father, I choose to not be a pathway Christian. I don't want the birds of the air coming and stealing the promises and the truths that you're sowing into my life. Father, I purpose in my heart that I'm not going to be a rocky ground Christian. I want to be somebody that has roots. I don't want a shallow experience of you in your word God I want your word to always be able to take root in me God I'm not going to be somebody who hosts thorns and thistles I'm not going to just say well the word of God is in me but so's other things I'm getting words from here and words from here where words from every other place are nothing more than weeds and thistles no I'm going to make sure the ground of my life 
is kept clear, that the ground of my life is kept ready so that when the word of God comes into my world, it finds a place where it's able to grow. I'm going to purpose in my heart and I want to encourage you also to purpose in your heart, to be someone that when you read those four descriptions of soil types says, I am going to be number four. I am going to be good soil. I'm not going to be a lazy farmer. I'm going to make sure that the soil of my life remains ready for the seed of God. Because I love it when the word of God comes into my world, germinates, takes root, begins to grow and then bears fruit. We want to be fruit bearing Christians because that's God's destiny for us. Remember when Jesus was teaching in John 15, he spoke about our lives being fruitful, not barren. He said, if you remain in him and his life remains in you, you will bear much fruit. Fruit that remains and fruit that glorifies the father. So in his parables, using a vine and a branch, Jesus again speaks of the fruitfulness that we can know when we live a life that's purposed to remain in him. But in this parable of the sower that we've read today, very simple, you could read over it and miss the point of what he's saying. Many people that stood in the crowd did exactly that. They heard this story. That crowd had people in there who were intellectual experts, but they didn't get the point of what Jesus was teaching. That crowd would have had Pharisees in it, Sadducees, religious rulers, experts of the law, experts of what should be in society. That crowd would have contained people who considered themselves philosophers. But it also would have contained people that were just hungry for God, believers, people that weren't in the crowd to prove him wrong or challenge what he was teaching. People like you and me that were there because we knew that the words that he spoke were truth and life. And we knew that our lives needed his words in them. Let's be like those people who were in the crowd that were saying, this story is so simple, you could miss the point. But we choose not to miss the point, because this is a parable. This is a simple story that's giving an illustration to a kingdom principle that's coming from God to my world, that carries the power to reshape who I am, to do things in me beyond anything that I've ever imagined. So again, as we close today, let me just encourage you, purpose in your heart, that you're going to be nothing less than good soil when it comes to the word of God being sown into your life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that we can all remember different times when we've been all types of soil. But today, Father, we purpose in our hearts. We don't want to be rocky, thorny. We don't want to be pathway believers, but we want to be people who say, Lord, send your word into our hearts and let our hearts receive your word in such a way that everything that's contained in your word is then released in the soil 
of our life, that our life begins to bear fruit from the seed of your word that was sown in it. So big, no bird can take it, no enemy can destroy it, that our lives would truly be lives that are fruitful, that bear good fruit that remains and fruit that brings you glory. Amen, amen, amen. God bless.